Hub Hopper Originals. Hello everyone. Namaste. My name is Chaya Dabas and welcome back to my weekly podcast Baatein by Chaya Dabas. So in the last episode we spoke about who I am. I introduced myself to you and we sort of discussed about why baatein is important and what we are trying to do here. So today I thought building on to the previous conversation let me tell you a short story. So if you heard the last podcast you would remember that I mentioned that I was a cancer survivor. Now this is not to make you sympathize from with my story or get emotional about it. I am genuinely grateful that everything's fine now. I'm perfectly cured and of course there are many more people who deal with cancer in different forms and formats and I salute them all. It's a It's a journey filled with a lot of pain and requires a lot of courage and I salute all of you. So building from that narrative and of course how I mentioned that in that one year of my ordeal stories became very important and so did writing and expression. This is a short story I wrote. It's about cancer. It's a fictional story but takes a lot of lessons from what I went through or the learnings I had. It's called A Journey of Three Stations. So without any further delay let's get into the story. One more time Shreya scolded herself. Looking around she observed how people so effortlessly went on with their daily routines. No one hesitated, no one stalled, and no one stopped like her in front of the moving stairs. Escalator. She giggled a little as her tongue played with the words and the tar reminded her of tomatoer and matter that her mother cooked that morning and the motor her dad used to repair before his liver failed him are madam chalo na bahut samay hai aapke paas shriya was jolted out of her reverie and became conscious of her surroundings and why had she in the first place landed at the chandni chowk metro station and had got stuck at the escalator She often got lost in her thoughts. It was an escape mechanism, you see. Whenever reality became too real for her, she zoomed out and got lost in her own world of flashbacks, preserved memories, and stolen moments from her past. A similar struggle had gotten her perplexed today. Her father had lost his life to liver cancer almost a year ago. She remembered crossing those billboards and discarded pamphlets with gory, ghastly images warning alcohol consumers to quit. But like most others, she had hardly given them a second look or thought. Shreya had not been exposed to death till her father's demise. None in her family had died of unnatural causes. Her grandmother had passed away before her birth, and since then it had just been the five of them: her parents, her two siblings, and she and then one day while cleaning the basin she saw some red stains behind the sink her sister must have missed them during her court time she winced as she recalled how at first she had assumed them to be drops of the local henna an indian decorative substance used to decorate hands especially during weddings that her mother occasionally applied but on careful examination she realized that they were blood stains She remembered frantically running to Ma and inquiring about the evidence when the ground suddenly jolted and shifted from beneath her for her mother's silence confirmed her inkling. Every day since then she started counting down the days for each day. 
her father's cough increased with increasing volumes of blood. Cure and care were both quite out of their bounds. It had taken all their savings to be able to afford that one consultation with Buddy Saab's doctor. Granted purely out of favour and pity towards their mother in return for a dedicated care to the Saab's ailing mother. In between the medical gibberish that Dr. Saab spewed, Ma only caught some words owing to her very limited understanding of English. With no other viable option or door to knock on, Father withdrew from the hullabaloo and spent his remaining days in the company of his pocket radio, Pankaj Udas, and his Bakli. With every swig that he took, tears came rolling down his cheeks incessantly and he began apologizing professively. One swig and a stream of apologies. She had tried to hide the cheap alcohol, but he always said he had no other balm left to reduce the pain. So she gave in eventually and stopped. Stopped arguing, stopped fighting and just worked towards making his passage a little bit more comfortable. Shriya recollected the day after her father's demise. She couldn't find Ma anywhere and had even ventured in the nearby bazaar to ask around. She finally found Ma sitting in front of the garage where her father cleaned and serviced motors, still as a statue, so lifeless. It was quite unsettling and heart-wrenching to see Ma like that. It was that day itself that she decided to find a job. It was up to her to now educate her siblings so that they would be well informed to not let a similar misfortune befall upon them and ensure that they would be financially capable to tackle anything that life might throw at them. Further, she wanted her mother to be able to rid herself of the chains that leached out her soul and energy bit by bit, day by day. She wanted to rid her of the many burdens that curved her back and weakened her spine blow by blow. It was a necessity for her, more than a choice to wear her father's shoes. Nevertheless, she was proud that she could fit his shoes, for very few girls in her community were given the choice or the voice to ask for it. It pinched her that the cost had been a life for her to enter a man's world. But she was ready to change that and custom fit her father's shoes so that she could own them establish her own footing and find her own path. But was she ready? The train with destination to Huda city centre is going to leave from platform number one. Attention to its departure. Huda city centre ki or jane wali gaadi ek number platform se rawana hone wali hai. Kripya dhyan dijiye. The announcement once again broke her trance and as the noises started trickling again, they made her more and more conscious of her circumstances. Shriya was standing at the Chandni Chowk metro station. She was to travel to New Delhi metro station from where she would catch a bus to Khan Market. Her childhood friend, Rekha, had pulled some strings around and gotten her a job at the parlour Rekha worked at. Though the job wasn't of her liking, the pay was good and Shriya knew better than to be picky at this moment of her life. She was determined though that she would be able to save enough money so that Riya and Mohan could start school and Ma would finally be able to retire. She would use a part of her salary as investment and hopefully, maybe one day, take a computer course and open a small cyber cafe in her community. 
She wanted other girls like her and Ria to never be held back. She wanted to push them forward and give them the freedom to dream. A cyber cafe would become the bridge they would need to cross from dream to reality. She would try and build a sturdy and a lasting one. But she needed time and money for that. The paucity of both had got her stuck where she was standing now, facing her own bridge that needed to be crossed. It was just one more escalator that she had to climb to reach the platform. But she was hesitant. Much to her surprise, she kept coaxing herself, Come on, Shreya, one more time. But it felt as if her legs were disconnected from her brain and the command was ineffective. Her legs were rooted and as much as she tried, they barely moved an inch. The distance wasn't much, as the board above her read. It was merely three green dots that the train had to cover. Chandni Chowk, Chavdi Bazaar and New Delhi. Her life hung between them and she would find herself swinging like a pendulum between the three stations for the next one year, labouring tirelessly without a single complaint. Cleaning unwanted hair, mopping the floor at least five times a day, serving water and multitasking many odd jobs just to earn those 400 rupees at the end of each day. She would lose weight and her appetite would suffer. But those 400 rupees would be worth every fight. For when she would see Ria and Mohan excel at school and fluently speak English, she would realize that she had done something right. For when her mother would dance like a high school girl in a sari, which Shriya would purchase from her second month's salary, Shriya would conclude that the distance she travelled was not merely about three stations, but a bridge that brought her unprecedented joy and her father some respite. She inhaled and exhaled, slowly at first, then more paced. She knew she was generating murmurs and agitation for she had been blocking the staircase for over an hour now. She stepped aside and let the slowing human traffic resume its course. Overhearing passers-by, she was surprised at the sheer freedom which they had to just talk about whatever they wanted in every single day of their life. Cannot place chale? Hook lagi hai yaar. Ha chal, I will pick pastries from Wenger's too. She overheard two passing girls speak. Acha listen, and movie chalna hai kya? She caught an exchange between a couple who were probably planning their night. And then she caught her reflection in the lift's glass shaft across her. Why was there an uncertainty in her reflection? Was she scared? She sighed and dragged her feet across the hall and slumped against the wall. Yes, she was very scared. It was a huge responsibility and she was terrified. Her father had once told her that he had first started drinking when Shreya was born. The consumption increased in frequency once her other siblings were born. Soon, it turned into an addiction and though he sometimes woke up at night screaming in pain, he knew he couldn't stop it. It calmed him, he said. It took away the pressure and anxiety for just a few minutes. And as life became more and more complex and necessities started weighing him down and started becoming shackles, he resorted more and more to escape the reality, even if only for a few minutes. She was petrified that the stress might consume her too and she was frightened that she may end up like her father, cold, weak, apologetic and eventually dead. She looked up and realized her cheeks were wet. 
Frenziedly, she dabbed her face with the back of her palms to avoid attracting attention. She let out a deep sigh and inhaled deeply. When calmed and composed, she got up and shook herself. This won't stop her. Her father always said that Shreya was unstoppable, and if she set her mind to something, nobody could hold her back. Reflecting on his words, she couldn't help but notice that she was smiling. She closed her eyes and sent a silent prayer to her dad as his words kept ringing in her ears. Nobody can hold her back. She is unstoppable. Gathering herself and her belongings, she whispered to herself, "Shreya, let's do this. You have dreams, and nobody can prevent you from achieving them. You promised Shreya and Mohan a happier and easier lifestyle in the future, and Ma a carefree retirement, and you promised your father peace. So don't let your past haunt you or your tomorrows overwhelm you. Those steps, those three stations, are just a bridge that you are meant to cross." that you need to cross don't falter now this isn't the time to halt or look back stop the train and hop on out of those numerous destinations one is written for you it is up to you to create your own map and chart your own course you are ready you have been since the day you saw those blood stains and mas quivering voice rattled the house you have been prepared since the day ria and mohan asked you innocently and unaware If father was going to die, you have been ready since a very long time now. Get on that escalator. For one day you will learn to pronounce it right and will never be afraid to take that flight. It is time. It is your time now. She smiled, silently prayed for success, and climbed the escalator. Old Delhi to New Delhi, past to the future. Shreya wasn't just crossing three stations, but was taking a huge leap. from her unforgiving yesterday to a blank future one that was ready to be inked just like the train she knew where she was headed her destination was clear and her focus was unflinching and just as the train with the destination to hoda city center was about to depart she hopped on to it with courage and curiosity running in her veins and a father's voice reverberating around her she was ready and determined to change her course and with that thought she leaned against the sliding doors and tapped her feet to a tune that her dad used to hum before putting her to bed ruke jana nahi tu kabhi haar ke ruke jana nahi tu kahi haar ke so thank you so much that was the short story which i planned for you today and i hope you all liked it It's something very special to me. I wrote it when I was going through a tough time, and it just became my lesson to always be courageous, always be prepared, and always know that somebody is counting on you. And that, my friend, I hope Bate is for you. And I hope to come back next week where we would have some beautiful stories for you. And of course, I would be delighted to keep the conversations going. So I'll see you next week on Bate by Chai Dabas, and I would bid you a good night. Thank you so much. Bye bye. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed this Hubhopper Hub original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info@hubhopper.com. That's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash. 
We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.